I think a lot of people get hung up on like things not working out with people a lot. Yeah. And like a lot of it, you just have to have the mindset of like, you know right. what? They weren't meant to be. All right, you got your uh, laundry dryer all turned off? God, I hope so. I mean, ugh. Let me just tell you, laundry just sucks. Dude, coming here was so... I just can't stand, like, the oversized loads on the street, on the highway. <laughs> Freaking crazy. But, um, <clears throat> what is going on, guys? Hope everybody's having a great uh, day, night, evening, morning, whatever is going on right now. Um, looking forward to another episode of the best relationship podcast in the world. We love being in our feels. Definitely love being in our feels. Um, we have some great topics to discuss today, and I want to first start off by talking about our weeks like we do each time. So, <sighs> get us started, Rachel. Let me just sigh. If I could emphasize this sigh anymore, I would. So, as we know, the holidays around the corner, so a lot of people like to go to see their family. Yeah. So, as our usual topic, me and my boy. Is this like mystery boy now at this point? Is this a question mark? Yes. Okay. There will, there will no, there will, I can't associate a name because then it, it takes away from the mystery. It does, it does. And I don't want to give him a fake name. I like Mystery Boy better. Mystery Boy, eh? So Mystery Boy. Drove him to the airport today, actually, ironically enough. We had a really good weekend. He came over, we, and, and the, even though he had finals, because he was going to school, he wanted to see me every evening, and at one point, it was, I think it was Saturday night, he comes over, he's like, we haven't really been in the Christmas mood, like, let's go look at the Christmas lights. So we drove through 34th Street in Baltimore, which uh, around here is is a, is a decently big tradition for people in the Baltimore area. Definitely. I, I go there, too, with my family sometimes, yeah, yeah. every year. And we didn't go this year because of the whole COVID thing, but I drove him through, and then we just drove around these random, like, neighborhoods. We found this insane neighborhood with all these rich houses, super decorated. I was like, oh, my God, this is cool. Sounds like Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Right? It was actually, <laughs> yeah. it was like the Towson area. Yeah. It was bougie. Yeah, it sounds pretty bougie. So, but besides that, it, it was good. Like, we, it, it was like, it was good. So, today, I agreed to take him to the airport. Which I was sad about, because I'm not going to see him in two weeks. But, like, that's also not weird. Like, it, it's just, it is what it is. And I get confused because he sends me such mixed signals. Like, uh, two days ago, he's texting me, like, I, I'm kind of, like, I'm kind of bummed about going home. Like, I wish I could have spent Christmas with you. But then yesterday, as we're packing, he's telling me how he can't wait to, like, leave Maryland. And just... He probably won't go to, like, a med school in Maryland because he's going to med school. And I'm like, what do you want? And, like, what, what, is, my, where, what is my role? Like, I'm not, I'm not saying I want a relationship, but, bruh, you can't tell me these things of, like, I wish I could have spent Christmas with you, but then be like, I can't wait to leave Maryland. Like, uh, what, what are you wanting? <laughs> That's a, it's so confusing. So, obviously, he's gone for two weeks. It gives me some time to, like, I know I said last time it, it gave me time to clar- like, clarify my head what I want. But this gives me a better time to myself to actually sit down and think about what I want to say to him. Because it's been half a year, and I really need to just lay down the law. Like, 
this is gonna be either go two ways one I, and i'll tell him this i'm not trying to trap him in a relationship but i just want to be like look where is this going um you know i i don't mind being friends but we seem like we're going on dates and and you're doing all these nice things for me and i think that maybe we either have to move forward with the intent of will we try to have a relationship one day like i'm okay if it's in a few months because I still need some time, and then I'm sure he needs some time with school, but I also, I don't want to keep doing this in limbo thing of, I'm your surrogate, like, girlfriend type of thing, till you leave Maryland, and then what? I'm stuck there, broken, because I developed feelings, and you know, I'm sure he has feelings too, but I'm not the one who's moving, I'm not the one who's leaving, or B, we we stop that side of things and we're just friends like we hang out maybe once a week kind of deal where we're not so much texting each other every day like not that kind of thing because I can't continue to like develop these feelings and and grow and and sit there and, and think about like well maybe one day we'll be something you know is that fair yeah so you know I wanted to you know, give my, my take on it because like it, it is important for, for the clarity. Right. Um, you know, you deserve clarity for yourself. He, it seems like he's kind of, um, you know, leaving you in the dark. It's nice because when you're, when you're doing all that stuff, it's like, oh, it's so sweet and everything. Right. In the moment, it's great. Right. But then when you come back later at night and then you start thinking about it, it's just like, what are you doing? Like, what, what do you want from me? Oh. So, you know better than anybody. Yeah. You I, and I, in at 3 a.m., our calls. Of course. We're like, man, we really think about it. We get deep. And when we're alone, like, not alone, we're FaceTiming. But when we're not with that person, that's when we're really thinking, like, yeah, there's a lot to figure out. It's like when the clear mind comes in. And, like, here's my thing. Like, I just really feel like you owe it to yourself because you literally could be out there meeting somebody else that actually does all the same things, but isn't trying to just mind fuck the shit out of you. Like, I know. And I think the part that bothers me the most is I don't want to be the person that is just sitting there and it's like, it's cool that you're there, but I don't want to commit to you. Like I want to be the person where they're like, wow, I can't wait to see this person. And I don't want to let them go. Like, I want to make sure that, I lock them down because I really like them and I wouldn't want them to go with somebody else. Yeah, I think also that you and and a lot of other people, but you yeah. know, you especially because like I, I'm close, you know, with you. Um I know you know how sweet of a person that you are and like I know that I know like what you deserve. And, like, you don't deserve to be, like, led on. I don't, I don't think anybody deserves to be led on. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, in this particular situation, it's like, you know, I see that you have some feelings. The feeling, like, the relationship, it, it, put that aside. Sometimes it doesn't matter. Like, you don't need to necessarily be ready for the relationship. But you've been building up these six months for what reason? Yeah. So, like, I definitely think that you do have to have that conversation. It's yeah. very much so important. I gotta, we both gotta be on the same page about something. Right. Even if it's just we're staying friends and not even thinking about a relationship ever. Yeah. You have to lay down the law because, like you said, 
it's literally like so crucial and important at this point yeah. because you're either it's it's either going to be okay you know we can maybe try a relationship in a few months or it's like all right i've literally just been wasting the last six months of my time trying to build something that was never going to be there in the first place right and catching the feels so you just have to definitely find clarity and i think anybody out there that's in in your situation where you really like somebody it's nice to build something i'm in the i'm at the point where right now i'm really trying to build something and it may take six months but I'm not trying to talk to somebody for nine months and then be like, you know what? This isn't working. Like, if I'm talking to you for six months and we're just straight talking, yeah. I don't even know if I would give it six months. I would probably do four or five months to try and figure it out. Just depends on the situation, obviously. Yeah. But I think with your situation, you, the guy is going on dates. It's just getting to, to the point where it's like, yeah. all right, do you seriously, like, not like me? Like, do you only want to be, like, friends with benefits? Like, Pick what you want to do because it'll let you right. be able to sleep at night. No, I agree. And it is nice having these two weeks to really develop, think about what I want. So I can tell him, like, this is what I want. And if you don't want that, that's okay. But we both need to be on the same page. Now, you're talking two weeks. That is completely different than just two days of a weekend. It is. No, it is. And, two weeks is and going to be so good for you because... You to compile all my thoughts, get that rest, all yeah. of that. And if I were you, like, you know, let him reach out first. I mean, you're going to be with family. He's going to be with family. It's going to be, you're, you're going to be a little yeah. busy. But definitely, um, well, you know. I, yeah, and the real test is, and this is just something I have with everybody. I don't bring my phone into work. So he won't be able to reach me all day. And, and normally at work, like, we'll Skype message, but... That's going to be a big sign of, like, is he going to reach out to me? It's a good before? test. It's a good test. I, yeah, I'm not going to be the one. I think, if he, I think if he doesn't reach out to you as much, which I could see him reaching out to you a ton because he has you in this situation where a lot of guys get this way. It's like he has you, like, kind of wrapped around yeah. his finger. Like, and then they feel comfortable. Right. So, like, it's not so much of, oh, you know will he or will he not message me through Skype? It's more or less like, will Rachel be able to kind of do her own thing while she's able to gather her thoughts in order to really figure it out? Because like, I don't expect you, I don't think anybody expects you to be thinking about this 24 seven while you're with your family and while you're doing other things. No, that's my family time. Right. It's good to have that distraction too, because I I know me and even from like experiences you've told me, Oh, when you have that person in your life and you're thinking about them and you have those feelings like oh, you're laying in bed at like 10 o'clock at night and thinking about it all the time. Or if you're yep. on your own, like even running an errand, you're at the store and you're just like, dang, what, yeah. they, what am I doing? And another thing that I want to tell you as well about the situation is like if he doesn't reach out to you, that try not. Lot. Well, it does. But like try not to read too far into it. There will be situa- there were there will be situations where like I'll be talking to somebody and like they will come over and might not be in the best mood or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, it's me. Uh, like, I don't know what to do. Like, just don't read too far. Oh into no. I'm very, like that. I'm pretty understanding. Um, yeah. And I really don't have a problem. Like I could go a day without talking to somebody and it's okay. Yeah. You and so, I go days. Sometimes we don't talk. You and I are a different breed reach. I know we really are. Um, <laughs> but okay. All right. I think we exhausted this one. We're 
stay tuned for two weeks. Of course, two weeks. Well, I gain my sanity. It's gonna be crazy. I- I'm excited to hear about what the updates are. I'm really excited for you to kind of gain closure. Yeah, or at least be, some sort of closure. So it'll be interesting because it'll be like, how would distance be if I could only talk to you over the phone? So we'll see. But what about you? Well, I've had an interesting week. As we know, for the last few weeks, I have not had too much uh, stories to tell. Mm -hmm. Um, Still FaceTiming good old Sarah at nighttime. Very, very great. Very fun. Um, And then, you know, I got uh, somebody else that has been kind of FaceTiming me too, which has been very nice. So Mm -hmm. I'm kind of able to talk to a few different uh, people and, you know, really get a grip on like what people are like, which I'm excited for. I'm I'm open to like learning more about different people and seeing what... Um, what you like, right? What you my don't compatibility like. with somebody. Yeah, no, that's smart. But I will say this: I had a very interesting week with two particular people. Oh no! So, first person lives in Maryland, and I reached. They reached out to me. I'm a, I'm a part of this thing. It's called Meet Jew University for all yes. my Jewish people out there. Yes. Very great app, and uh, you know I post my picture on there from time to time. And I just like to see kind of who likes it, who will kind of reach out or whatever. Mm -hmm. I had somebody reach out to me this weekend. And I was like, you know, I was like, oh, that's awesome. She's pretty tall. Like, (laughs) I hate like bringing height into it. But you and me both know as a guy and a girl, girls prefer males of the taller form or at least same height, whatever. Yeah. She was 5'10". So I'm still shooting my shot because like it's five inches taller than me. Yeah, uh, six inches taller than me. So how do you think I feel? Yeah, thank God. Um, <laughs> I'm so, not that tall. Yeah, so she messages me, and like we're having a great conversation. But I went, like I ran errands with my mom. My phone was on seven percent. My mom right. didn't have a, ch- a car charger, so she sent me like a nice long. You're busy too. You don't have to like text immediately. Of course, running of course. An and I don't text immediately, but I at least, you know, a few, if yeah. I'm in the conversation, I, I read something that said once, like, if you can respond, respond. So like, I was, I'm so bad responses. Oh, so I was in the situation. You're pretty good, though. Yeah. I was in the situation where I could respond. So I was responding, but phone's on 7%. I'm like 20 minutes away from home and I'm like, yeah, I'll just, you know, I'll get it later. And then, um, I got home and for everybody that's listening, um, you know, I've been pretty busy this last week and a half or so because my boy Bryce McCown and I are starting our own clothing brand, uh, Cozy Days Clothing Company. Super excited about that. Uh, the launch is going to be happening January 1st on New Year's Day. I'm ready to get my hands on a mask. I'm super excited too. We're, we're selling masks, hats, sweatshirts, and long sleeves right now, which is going to be awesome. Um, but yeah, so I got home and I was kind of grinding on doing that. And like when I tell you I work like practically seven days a week, it's pretty much like that because I'm always doing something to benefit either my businesses with Sean, who's my, who's my great boss, or for myself now. Um, so anyway, I get home and I'm starting to do all that stuff. And then after that, I like am playing COD with Mitchell. Shout out Mitchie. And we love shouting out Mitchell every podcast facts though. And I read my message and like, I can't type, I can't do anything on Facebook messenger. I'm like, this is so weird. So I'm like looking up the profile. It won't show me the profile anymore. I'm like, there's no way this girl blocked me because I didn't answer her for like a, a few hours. She blocked me. Why do you, why are people so, I don't, I don't get it. Like, 
just because you forgot to answer. And to, I would never block somebody because of that. How catty are you? Pretty catty. To put it into context, the only thing, the only place where the conversation went was where are you from, what part of Maryland are you from, and then what do you do for a job now that you graduated? So I, literally that's all I answered, and, like, I read you the entire message. I was going to say, you, sh- you read that to me, so I know you didn't say anything, like, crazy. No, you and I, I don't say anything was crazy to begin talk. with. small talk. Right. Actually, it wasn't that it was small talk. It was long paragraphs of talk. It was just, like, we were just kind of getting to know rolling each other, on yeah. the start. So I'm like, uh, I just don't understand. And then a, a day later, another girl reaches out to me and like we're talking or whatever. And with the one word answers. I so like you go here. hate girls. Oh, not girls. I hate people who do that. Guys too. When yeah. it's like, what do you, how are you supposed to continue a conversation with like, yeah, no. That's what I'm saying. Cool. Girl literally was like, yeah, so I go, I go to school with my twin sister. I'm like, oh, you guys have like the same friend group? Yeah. Oh, like, are you are you guys roommates? Yeah. Is it weird, like, living with, like, your si- Like, are you... Would you have rather gone and, like, found another, like, roommate that wasn't your sister? No. I was like... I stopped answering because I couldn't deal with that. I no, could I not deal with it. You. So, then I ended up um, getting a message from somebody else, which was really nice. And I started um, having some good conversation. And, you know, it, it's been great. So... Good. There's definitely light at the end of the tunnel, but let me tell you something. The girls that are out there that are that are just not responding to people, like if you're not gonna respond to me, don't even waste my time with asking me about That's myself so because that like I can't do that. And I forgot to mention the third person of the of the week I that know. did something as well, <laughs> which was <laughs> this girl literally adds me on Snap. Yeah. I'm like okay, like you know, like we can like Snapchat, FaceTime, whatever. Right. So we end up FaceTiming over Snapchat and like everything is just like cool. Like we're talking, we're talking same type of ordeal, like just about like what I'm doing with my life. Yeah. And this girl literally is just like looking into like the doorway of her room, which she didn't have a door on her room because she lives in a loft and literally just looks back at me, hangs up, doesn't call back. I'm like, oh, maybe her phone died. So I wait, I wait. Next day I go to look, unadded me on Snap. Sounds like a horror movie. I was so freaked. I was like, yo, what the fuck is your pro? Like, what are these people's problems? You're really finding some, like, strange ones. I don't understand what that was all about. But you know what? That was my week. And I'm super glad that, you know, it. I'm glad that there are people that are willing to talk to me. Yeah. Um, you know, and you kind of got to get through. Because you put an effort in. Yeah, you got to get through the garbage um, to to speak, to get to the best things in life. I, I always say, like, you know, you got to go through through the worst times to get to the best so like yeah. that's how i kind of look at it and like if somebody's not gonna give me the time of day after literally only telling you what i do for a living and what i do for a living is not that out of the ordinary i'm literally a social media content creator for three different businesses and i'm about to start my own business up so like mm-hmm. i don't really see how that would be like a turnoff or a way for girls to be like no nah, i'm not talking to this guy anymore so yeah yeah, I mean, we'll see what, what is to come, but, like, for the people that I am talking to, I'm really excited. I really enjoy it, and, um, you know, all I need is my inner circle, for real. <laughs> but, um, so, you know, I was coming up with uh, some different ideas to talk about tonight, and something came upon me, which is, um, I was thinking about, I don't remember what I was watching, but I was, like, seeing something where, like, a, a guy a guy versus a girl paying for, like, a first date. <sighs> And I'm always curious because I'm not going to lie to you. I get so anxious about that. 
That's really? like my biggest anxiety factor with like going out with somebody for the first time. I'm always like, should I pay for them? Like, do I not? My my old mentality when I was younger was if the girl uh, and I really click and there's a second date, I'll pay for the second date. But the girl has to get to the second date in order for me to pay. So I don't know if that's the wrong mentality. But as a girl, I'd love to hear your opinion. It's 2020. So like, let's put this into, into perspective. 2020, if anyone has TikTok, you'll see the TikToks where it's like, are we dating? Are we not on a date? And you're sitting there so confused because half the time, like, we're, I'm just like, is this a date? Like, the amount of times I've been on dates where I'm like, is this a date? It's confusing. So then I'm sitting there like, am I paying for mine or am I not? So um, my opinion, I think it's a modern world. I think you could split it. I mean, it was cute. Like, I do like, I, I do like when the guy pays, but I'm old fashioned, but I'm also somebody who I will literally shove my credit card in like the, the check, the little check when it comes at a restaurant because I hate having somebody pay for me, but I also do. It's like, it's so conflicting, but, um, my most recent example was this guy. Like, originally, we were going out with the intent of dating. So, the first time he took me out, like, I literally was, like, we were walking around the mall. And he's, like, oh, like, we should get pretzels. And I was, like, yeah. So, I'm getting ready to pay for it. And he's, like, no, no, no. Like, I, like I'm pretty old-fashioned. Like, I want to pay for everything on this first date. So, then, me being me, I shoved my credit card in the, <laughs> in the actual wow. thing. And he was, like okay but i'm buying like dinner and stuff so um like i like that see i like that though i like when the guy is like i'll pay for it but i also uh, me as a person i like splitting it up so like the first date it is nice if the guy does it but like the next few i feel better when i'm also paying because then i feel like it's not so much that traditional like the man's making the money and paying for everything like i'm also contributing but at the same time it's like is it an e- like is it an ego thing like i know guys like to flex so like there they there's do. plenty of that well i think some guys also just genuinely are like i want to make like i want to show this girl that i care and i like that i like when the guy's basically like oh yeah i really i i care and i want to make sure that this girl's having a good time yeah i did that once the girl never texted me back afterwards but that was the um you know the situation i talked about a few podcasts ago but like and she said to me she was like you know i can pay for like myself too right i was like you know i never know what to do in this situation but because like you know i felt like i I felt like being a gentleman and like if i actually really want you to have a good time i'm not saying you can if i don't pay for things but like it's just it's a nice gesture i think maybe i should have been like you know like you know, I'll, I'll pay. And when she said for the third time, cause we went and got like lunch after we did our date stuff, mm-hmm. I feel like I could have been like, yeah, you know, like you can pay. So like she ended up paying for like our drinks or whatever. Okay. But I just never know. Like I always get hung no, up in like, so... oh my gosh, girls want to be independent. And then like, oh, if I don't pay, then I look like a dick. Like, I, mean, like I don't know. If you're the guy and you, and you go in like wanting to pay, I think that's sweet and genuine. Like as a girl, I would love that. But I'm also not going to, like, have this guy spending, like, $100 on me on a date. Because for me... That's a little much. It is a lot. I'm exaggerating a bit. I'm exaggerating. Okay, if a guy spends, like, more than $10 on me, I'm already, like, I need to pay for something. 
but I, I also, I think it's sweet. Like it's one of those gestures where you're where you're sitting there thinking, "Wow, he does care about me." Yeah, I mean, it's it's just a tr- it's a tricky situation for guys, at least. Like I, I don't know. Some, <laughs> I'm sure some guys are. just, I mean, like, I'm sure there's 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 guys that are like, I'm not paying for shit. Right. No, I'm sure there's some guys that are like that. I'm sure there's some girls that are like, I'm not gonna have a guy pay for me, which is like, that's cool. We interrupt your podcast to thank the following sponsor. This episode of In the Fields is sponsored by Against the Current Ministries. Do you or anyone you know have anxiety, depression, or relationship problems? If so, Against the Current just started their own podcast and it could be a benefit to you. Go to Apple Podcasts and type in Against the Current to listen to the latest podcast on how you can deal with any of these situations or go to atcmcounseling.com. I'm just more... Uh, some things are more old-fashioned. Some things I'm also like, no, I'm going to help you pay. Yeah, and I'm all about old-fashioned, but it's just like, I just never, I, like, uh, you know, I've been a little repetitive, but, like, I just never know the situation. Like, some girls, like I said, they like to be, like, very independent people, so it's yeah, like they don't want thing. you paying for it, and that's your little I situation, so shoving the card into the thing. stubborn and independent that, like, I don't want to feel like I'm depending on this guy, and, like... <laughs> That's my controlling side. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, like, I don't know how people would feel that way all, off of one first date payment. I yeah. think, like, eventually later, like, later down the line, no, I, I feel like everybody that. should split. I think people should split it. Oh, for sure. Like, I even do that with the, the dude now, even though we're friends. Like, him and I are alternating when we're paying for dinners for each other. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're not dating, but how many things have you paid for for me? Too many. And how many things have I paid for for you? Too many. Yeah, it, like it, yeah. it's just it's give it's like give given give and take and give yeah, back with no of. tab. Yeah, definitely. But um, so that also leads me to another question I have for you is <laughs> money and relationships. And oh. I mean, we touched on it a little bit in one of our first podcasts, God. but I really want to get into um into depth depth with this uh topic, um. It goes hand in hand with the with the paying and stuff like that. How do you how do you feel about like money and like relationships? Like, do you think a lot more girls are like tending to go towards guys that like have a lot of money or show off a lot of money? Oh yeah, like a girl sees that a guy's a doctor or a lawyer, and they're like, oh my god, he's rich. Sign me up, please. Like I've heard girls that are like, oh my god, he's a doctor. Yes, please. But like my thing is, is I don't mind. I mean, like. I want somebody who has drive, who has passion for what they're doing. And, like, they may not make as much money, but that's fine. My line that I, that if somebody crosses that I have a problem with is when there is a guy who feels like he needs to make more money than me so that he can be the breadwinner because there's some egotistical battle he's having within himself. Like, that's when I'm like, okay, dude, we're literally going to be, like, and this is, like, if we're married, okay? I'm like... I'm stretching this because at this point I'm dating to find the person I want to be with. If he's having a problem with that and he's sitting there saying I need to be the breadwinner, like, no, okay, we're, we're making the same money. It's all going to the same bank account eventually. And we're both trying to, to better ourselves in a family one day. Like, I don't really care if I'm making more money. I don't really care if you're making more money. The problem becomes a problem when he's focused on the fact that he needs to make more money than me. Yeah, I mean, I, I personally believe that the guy, 
I, I, as a guy, would not feel like I was less superior to my wife or my girlfriend or whatever if she was yeah. making more money than me. But, like, the thing is, is, like, that starts so many arguments for it no does. reason. No, money money does cause a rip with some relationships. And that's... It sucks. Because it shouldn't be like that. Like, if there's a problem in a relationship, it should be because there's, like, no communication or problems with that kind of stuff. Not money. Yeah. Money... So material. Money just adds into it. Like, it I does. just I just remember um, I dated somebody that would always say, like, I lived in, like, this gated community and all this other stuff. And I was like... <laughs> Dude, like, you know, I don't live in a... I live in a nice neighborhood, but I don't live in a gated community. Yeah, those social classes sometimes make a big difference. Like, some people are down to earth, and, like, they have they come from money. Some people, like, I do have friends who... They come from money. They come from people with, like, higher standards, higher... Um, they're on the... They're on a higher echelon when yeah. it comes to the social construct. So, when you're sitting there, and they're telling you about how they grew up with, like, a boat or... A summer home and like. I love when people Florida. tell me they got summer homes. I don't have a summer. I know home, I want to go, but I'll go to your summer home. But I'm sitting there, and there are things that I cannot relate to that, and you you kind of feel beneath. So, and I can only imagine what that does with a relationship because you're sitting there in a relationship, and you're like, "Does this person get me?" Like you see those Hallmark movies, and it's like, the rich guy comes to date the the country poor girl working on a farm and then like they make it work but in reality sometimes i feel like uh you know first of all hallmark movies are never that real but like uh i feel like that kind of stuff would cause some serious rift when it comes to understanding each other sometimes best movie ever to relate would be the notebook oh god (laughs) the social class uh scene is just like so crazy now it was a movie that was made kind of ba- way back when, mm-hmm. uh, not way back when, but it's pretty old, probably like early two thousand. So yeah, um, yeah, it gets interesting. But like as far as money goes, like um, nobody should really care about how I'm much saying. money somebody has. Um, I agree. It doesn't make people who they are. It's when you give somebody a reason to think that way. That's when it turns into being all about money yeah. and stuff. And you know, it, it's just interesting. What. I have, a, I have another, like, pretty good question for you. Okay. So, we always talk about, like, relationships and stuff like that. What does success in a relationship look like to you? So, what my dream relationship would be, but, like, a successful relationship in my eyes would look like one day? Right. Okay. A successful relationship in my eyes would have a few factors, like, key factors that... We're both just, like, fitting together, like, puzzle pieces. And so those pieces would include trust. Like, me and that person. Big trust. Big trust. I had to do that. Oh, I had God, to do I that. I knew that was coming. <laughs> but, no, it's so important. Like, I want that person to trust me, and I want to trust that person. I want us to just feel like we understand each other, and there's nothing that we're worried about with the other person. Second thing is great communication. So when I'm upset and when they're upset, neither of us are worried about bringing up a problem. And I feel like when you reach that point, then you're both so willing to solve anything that comes up with you. And um, dedication, like dedication slash, slash loyalty, like those are so crucial. And if you're loyal to that person, you're dedicated to that person, and you're showing that that love, then... I feel like you can work almost anything out. 
but I think the last piece drive I can't like just drive to want to better themselves and better the relationship or just want to see you succeed like when someone wants to see me succeed and they support me and they're just like my number one fan that's when I know that like the relationship's gonna work out but all four of those pieces I like to think of a relationship as a puzzle and when they all fit together and you and that person just like you feel that spark or you feel that just like connect both your puzzle pieces connecting like that's my successful relationship I think a lot of people get really scared uh, about relationships because they say that, you know, uh, and the numbers may have changed, but like it's somewhere like around 50% of marriages end in divorce and stuff like that. Some people won't even get married because they're so scared. But I think that that happens when you get married, when you kind of go into something way too quickly. Uh, There are a lot of people now, especially like around our age, probably from like the 18 to like 24 23 range because 24 is getting to more uh later 20s and um but like i think people are so quick to get married and like live together like i have a bunch of friends that are like engaged now and i have a bunch of friends that are living with their girlfriends and there's nothing wrong with that but i really thought about it and it's like you know we're in our early 20s like we have so much time to like worry about finding like a wife or something like that and if you're in that relationship that's like three years and you're going strong and you know that that's your person then continue to be in that relationship but i just think there are so many people that end up unhappy or end up cheating or end up doing you know things to some people are so scared to be alone that they're just not gonna give the relationship up right like and that's the thing is that to me a successful relationship is to find that person that, like you said, is your puzzle piece, is, like, your person that you can go to for anything. Yeah. I've never been in a relationship yet where I have felt like I'm getting as much as I'm giving. And I'm not, like, greedy or anything. But, like, I have feelings, too. Like, yeah. when I come home, like, yeah, I want to tell you about my day. I'm usually a very positive person. It's very hard to get me in a negative... I feel like, you know, a successful relationship is there when you want to hear literally the little details about a person's day. Yeah, like, when I, like, when I get home, like, in my successful relationship, I can't wait to just talk about anything that happened that day. And that that somebody's actually interested in talking to me about it. I think another big thing is responsibilities in the home. I think that, um, you know, it would be nice to, like, come home and, like, cook with my wife. And then, like, if we have, like, some kids, then, like, you know, the kids are doing their own thing. And then I'm helping my wife actually make dinner and stuff. I think a lot of people miss that factor. I think a lot of people, it's kind of sad how many people don't eat dinner together at the dinner table. And I've been doing, I have eaten dinner with my family since I was younger. Oh, same. And some people can't do it because some people's parents, they have other jobs, and I understand that. But, like, you also learn so much from your parents, and I take away a lot from my parents. I mean, they're very happily married, 25 years or something around there. Oh. And, like, it's it's crazy to think, like, sometimes I sit there and think, wow, like, will I ever find somebody that will be able to, A, stand me, 
and B, me stand them for 25 years. I think it's out there. But like you said, communication is definitely the number one thing. Uh, a positive um, outlook on life. I, I, yeah. I can't be with somebody that's not ambitious, doesn't want to kind of climb the ladder and see what new is out there. Do new things. Have that adventure and that journey they want to live with you in your life. It's like life is only so so long. It's it's you got to do the, the most you can, and you want that person as your partner to go through your journey in life. Yeah, and I think that a lot of guys out there, and probably girls too, the ones that are getting to that twenty four, twenty five age, and they're like, they're getting oh, nervous. Oh shit, I have never been in a relationship before. I've had one girlfriend before. Like I don't know. Just calm down. Literally, just calm down because you have so much time to figure it out. Everybody's like, oh, like, I want my timeline to be like, I want to get married at 29. I want to have kids by 32 and all this other stuff. Everybody does things differently. And I promise you that if you wait it out and you do end up getting married at 32 and then you have some kids by, you know, 35. My thing is, is I have coworkers. I have friends. I have different people who are like, here's my timeline. And you know what? I did. I did follow. Like, I used to have a timeline. used to be like. I want to get married by 27, I want to have kids by 29, and I want to have three kids, so I'll have them, like, this year, this year, this year. But the more I grow, the more I realize I don't want a timeline on that. Like, when I meet that person, it's going to be the right time. It's going to be for the right reasons. And I used to be so worried that, like, look, I'm 23, but I'm 23. Like, there's two different outlooks. Like, some people are like, I'm 23, I gotta, I gotta settle down. But the outlook I take now is... I'm 23, I still have, like, a a short period of time to live my life. And, like, yeah, if I met the person I'm supposed to in, like, a year or two, that's fine. But I think it's all just the idea that things happen when they should. And I'm such a big proponent. Like, it always happens when it should. Things don't work out for a reason. And that's so that the things that should work out happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of people get hung up on, like, things not working out with people a lot. Yeah. And, like, a lot of it, you just have to have the mindset of, like, you know right. what? They weren't meant to be. This person wasn't meant to be. And, and it's hard. It, it is, is hard. When you really like somebody, it is, so it is difficult to to have somebody that you really thought was going to work out not work out. And you that's play, okay. Like, I know for me, I play out in my head, like, how things are going to go. Like, the relationship. Yep. Or, like... Uh, like, this is how our lives are going to be. Yeah. Like, I, thing. I, I'm a big planner yeah. in my own head. And, I, and I'm trying more to live in the in moment. The moment. I, yeah. A lot of people don't live in the moment. It's always like, all right, so like, I'm talking to this person. Can't wait to be in a relationship with them in six yep. months. And then we're going to go here. Then we're going to go on vacation. Then we're... Honestly, I, it has helped me. It has benefited me so, so much to... Uh, be able to not think that way and just kind of be like, all right, like I'm talking to this person. Yep. And I'm just I like, agree. I don't know what's going to happen next, but I'm excited to find out. Yeah. And I think a lot of people need to hear that. So as far as a successful relationship, I definitely dove into a lot of different <laughs> aspects of a successful relationship. But to me, it's definitely high communication. Um, never forget to uh, continue to act like you're winning a prize. Uh, a lot of guys are just like, oh, like, you know, I've been with this girl. She's wrapped around my finger. I don't care anymore. Don't that. do that. I literally, That's how you lose a spark. I can't wait to just keep things so interesting 
the entire time. Like, I feel like I'm never going to be boring because like there's always something else that I can kind of pull out of my hat of tricks. Yeah, and that whole mentality of I have the girl wrapped on my finger, such an immature thing. And I think immaturity, I think maturity actually is the biggest thing that really pushes a guy and a girl to finally being ready to accept somebody in their life and want that. Like, you, maybe you had met somebody who could have been a great match for you, but you were so immature because you were in a whole different mindset that things didn't work out. But the moment you realize, like, I'm looking for somebody that I want to spend my life with, your whole mindset's different. Yeah. You're ready to commit. Exactly. And I just feel like, you know, I, I think that's a perfect way to explain everything. I really do. I, I think that people just need to be more open-minded when it comes to that subject. Yeah. But... I really want to ask you a really important question. I saw this thing this weekend, and this is a this is a big question because I'm really curious. On a scale of know. one to ten, how weird is this question? I wouldn't say it's weird. I think it's a little it's a little frisky. Oh, um, we're using frisky. Yeah, frisky oh, for sure. All right, but um, all right, all right. Just shoot. How long do you believe a guy should last in bed? You know, I've been asked this question by friends, yeah. by guys, by girls. Like, you know, you're sitting around a room with, like, your girlfriends, and you're watching, like, some movie, and, like, I don't know, the que- the questions come up. So, I, for me, there's a thin line. And I think you would agree. I think anyone would agree. There's a thin line between. Too short and too long. Um... Obviously, I do not have the statistical quantitative factors. I'm kidding. But no. <laughs> no, no. Um, I, f- I feel like um, too long is when you guys have been, like, leading into it, messing around, and in that that's the part that lasts too long. Like, obviously, you're going to do your business eventually, you can't really put a timer on that one unless you're you're literally holding out. But a lot of times, lasting too long for me is is when you're making out and you're just like, "All right, come on, just let's get down to business." Like that Mulan song. Let's get, get down, down to, to business. business. <laughs> yeah, I um no I. I <laughs> um, I mean the. I mean yeah, like your opinion. You're the guy. Like what. There's never been a time where, like, I've ever lasted too short. And, like, that's... I mean, that's e- everybody listen, I mean, everybody, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want too short because then you're sitting there like, oh, let's twiddle our thumbs and look at each other like, oh, everybody listen. Next? Everybody listening to this is going to be like, this kid is such a fuck. But let me tell you something. Oh, boy. <laughs> I've lasted, uh, like, 15 minutes, and then there's been a time where I've lasted a half hour. Ugh. So when I was thinking about... That's a little too long. You think so? Half an hour... Half hours too long? Good guy, what are you doing? Okay, so... <laughs> Never mind, don't tell me. I don't want all the details. Yeah. <laughs> but, I don't know. <laughs> Half hour seems a, a tad long. I I mean, maybe the... the Depends t- if you're enjoying it or not. Well, true. I mean, I guess if you're giving taking. Yeah. So you're focusing on her and then she's focusing on Fa- you. Exactly. Okay, alright, that's a, that's the... That's a little better. Yeah, I mean, look, like, I wasn't... It wasn't because, like, I couldn't do well, my yeah. business. It was because, like... You were able to perform we were, under pressure. I was performing. <laughs> I was performing very well. I'm glad. Um, 
But no, seriously, like uh, I'm always, I always get curious because some girl, the thing that I was watching um, was a video of like this guy who does like podcasts and stuff. He's pretty big on the internet. Mm-hmm. And he was basically saying how like a girl literally like destroyed his freshman year of college because he literally lasted like probably like, I think he said like, I don't know, a minute, maybe two Aww. minutes. And like that's the so- girl literally like just told everybody that that's how long he lasted. First off, I would never do that. So screw that girl. Like, I'm sorry. That's something that you keep between those people. I mean, for me, I'm not somebody who's sitting there spreading business. I'm somebody who kind of keeps it more to myself. But that's just that type. That type of stuff. Yeah. I mean, you could be like, oh, it was okay, but I would not be sitting there spreading that, especially in college. That's so mean. Yeah, like I just don't understand. Like that was my side. That was my side rant. That's so wrong. uh, Do do people really believe that like guys are gonna last? Like I mean, look, like the thirty minutes. That's like pretty rare. I I believe. Yeah. Um, I usually don't last that long. I last between like 10, 15, 20 at the most okay. usually. But like... See, that's not too long. No. Like, I'm talking like if you're doing stuff for like 45 minutes, that's a little too long. Oof. But like if, you, if you're one of those people that are lasting maybe like a little bit shorter than you want to last, there's, you know, there's definitely different ways to kind of maneuver around that. I'm not going to spill the beans, but no, the guys listening can think about it. Yahoo Answers and uh, Yahoo Google answers. to uh, find those answers. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I was just curious. So like, you never really gave me a specific uh, answer I mean, to that. Like, the thing is, is I don't... Is it vary every time? I guess think? so. I mean, it, de- it depends. What, I guess it depends what you're doing. I mean, for me... Like, do girls I'm, get tired after like 10 minutes? Do they like start checking their wrist, like their ghost watch i mean no the thing is it all depends on the guy like is he change it all depends if they're changing it up like you're sitting there doing the same thing keeping it interesting yes you got to change it up like i'm talking like switching up positions like making out okay we're talking about we're talking about the the beginning part you gotta you gotta change that up you gotta keep the girl like on her toes or like she's got to keep the guy on their toes like if you're sitting there just like next to each other like making out Oh my god. Yeah, that's, that's like, I'd be checking my watch, like, what is going on? But, I mean, I guess, like, 10 to 15 minutes of... Pretty good, pretty good time, yeah. I I don't know. I was just curious. I felt really bad when I heard that guy, like, share his story. Because that's, like, really upsetting. Um, But, yeah, if you're a guy out there and, you know, that's something that you find to happen to you, just, you know, roll with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, My favorite story that I heard from one of my friends that I'm not going to name drop... Um, said that he, (laughs) that he finished once like too quick, but he kept going. Uh So you just never know like what's gonna happen, you know? So it was a, it was a very interesting moment, but I'm glad that you answered that question for me. I'm glad I could be of assistance (laughs) and reference Mulan all in once. Oh yeah, for sure. The Mulan was the best part. Oh yeah. But, uh, (laughs) once again, everybody, thank you so much for listening to the, in the fields podcast. Uh, we look forward to hearing everybody's feedback and um, it, I really am happy for everybody that does listen and show us a lot of support. We've had a lot of support lately. All right, we're rolling. Are we? Yes. <laughs> so how was, uh, how was your Hanukkah? Hanukkah was good. Um, spent some time with family and stuff. So, you know, we got a lot of gifts. I'm super excited. I actually have a lot of gifts that are going to be coming in the mail. Unfortunately, the mail right now is just not 
not it. Like the packages are slow. Something else currently. Yeah. How was your Christmas? It was nice. I went home, saw the fam. My brother came home from college. I was super happy to see everybody. And like for once, it just felt so nice being home, away from work, away from my apartment, and seeing even my like my grandparents, my aunt, uncle, cousin. It just felt di- like it. It felt normal in a time of like not normal. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. Well, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the In the Fields podcast. Uh, we're so happy to be here to talk about a bunch of different topics to- today. Um, Rachel, you know, I love hearing about your weeks. Obviously, Christmas just happened. Obviously, Hanukkah just happened. But what everybody's probably really interested in is what is going on with this mysterious dude that you're talking to? Oh, God. So, as I mentioned before, you know, we took the two weeks. Well, I mean, like... Sort of took the two weeks because he's still he's yeah, still at home. He's still at home, and like home is uh on the other side of the U.S. currently. Okay. So, um, yeah, he's still there. We talked occasionally. Um, it's just confusing though because it, at one moment I think he's into me, and then the next moment I'm like, dude, I, what what is going on? Like, Christmas, I, he tells me he misses me, says Merry Christmas next few days he's asking me how my family is how life is and just how i'm enjoying the holiday next day he's telling me that he can't wait to come back his birthday soon um we're gonna celebrate it together he's telling me that um he's just teasing me about different subjects and i just don't get it because he's sending signals and like you've seen the screenshots uh, like i don't get it because then the, the next two days I hear, like, maybe three texts in total from him, and I'm just sitting there thinking, um, I don't know. The thing is, is I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I am sure that he is currently busy, so I just, I don't know. I'm just trying to to go with the flow. Yeah, you know, I think you definitely have to have the conversation um, that we talked about. I don't want to do it. I mean, you know, it's the the worst conversation to have, I agree. but at at the same time, like, you know, we talked a lot about that type of ordeal last week and, um, and, and a few, like over the last course of the last few weeks, we've talked about it. And like, the thing is, is like, you know, it's great that he's texting you all the, all these things. And it's great that, you know, it's, it sounds like he, he is into you, but like, you just have to question, like. You know, what are what are his intentions and what are what are his motives? No, I get that. And I agree. The talk does need to happen. Just because it's not fair to you to kind of be like, oh, this guy, like, you're thinking about this guy so much. Like, oh, he wants to do this. He wants to do that. But, like, it's just not fair if he's not really willing to actually. It feels like a relationship without the label at this point. Yeah, which, you know, you definitely have to get to know somebody. But, like, at least have the communication has to be. It, together it does it's been like seven months of getting to know somebody yeah but you know some people need to take a little bit more time than others but yeah you just have to i just like i don't know if you do this but sometimes i get through these these moments of like just impatience where i'm like what is going on i just want to know this and then the other times i'm like going with the flow like okay this is good like i don't need a label i don't really want that like this isn't something i need in my life yet it's just like the flip-flop back and forth in my head is just 
oh, it's insane. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think everybody gets like that. You know, so you just kind of want to live in the moment. But then, like, when you're really living in the moment, everything's good. You just kind of think to yourself when you're by yourself sometimes, like, yep, all right, what's actually going on? So, yeah, I think you have every right to deserve to know what the stakes are. And I think that you guys just have to be back on the same. I'm not saying you guys aren't on the same wavelength, but obviously there's some type of, you know, communication that needs to happen moving yeah. forward. Um, and, you know, I, I really hope that it all works out for you. I really do. Um, I'm pushing for you. And, I mean, I just think that you deserve a good guy f- for once. So I know. Let's hope. I mean, even if it doesn't work out, you've always told me this, and this is something I'm such a big proponent of. It always happens for a reason. So yeah. if we're meant to go any further, then it's meant to happen. If not, then I'm sure there's something better around the corner. Yeah. And truthfully... It's been nice to have these two weeks away, just to know that, like, they're not there, and that I am, like, doing my own thing, and I am going to see my family, and, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely nice to kind of take the time for yourself, so, It's been I mean... so nice, and that's the thing, like, being away has, like, cleared my mind. It re- it's back to when I had nobody to talk to. Right. I was like flying solo, like didn't have anyone interesting. Yeah. Like, it's kind of nice. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a good feeling uh, to kind of regroup your head, regroup yourself, because yeah. then it kind of takes you away from that that little phase that we like to call the cloud phase. Oh, I miss being in the clouds. Leave me up there. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. So, that literally that that's pretty much it. My, my experience has been via text. So not not too much to really report on, but what about you? So you know I'm I'm ha- I'm hanging I'm um, chilling, um, still FaceTiming, you know, Sarah from time to time, and mm-hmm. it's really nice. Um, you know we talk a good amount, and I think that's great. Uh, where I'm at right now is I'm kind of just and I I already communicated this. You know I'm I'm trying to dip my feet in the water a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see, you know, if, if the, I'm trying to see, uh, you know, what's good. I, I, I kind of want to, you know, continue, continue to see where things, things go, but also in a, with good communication. Right. Um, I don't want to sit here and, you know, lead somebody's expectations, but like, I, I like where things are kind of leading off to, you know, I think in-person hangout is really important and I think that's going to happen pretty soon, hopefully. So oh, with that being said, that's, that's good. Yeah. You know, it's a little, little mini development, but I'm, I'm not steering away from anything, you know, I'm still out here doing, you know, me working and constantly grinding on bettering myself. So you are very you know. much grinding currently. Yes, very much. So, um, you know, I don't know when you sleep. Uh, depends. Last night I was, I was really upset last night. I could not fall asleep. So it's a good thing. I, I, you know, was able to work from my house today. That's weird. You know, I couldn't fall asleep either. I was watching Seinfeld and I was just like, Oh man, why can't I sleep? I was watching Seinfeld too. Shout out Mitchell. We watched Seinfeld together. Oh my God. So yeah, but, um, yeah, you know, we, uh, we're big chilling right now. Nothing too crazy. Um, but yeah, it's it is nice to kind of get to know somebody. It's nice to be back kind of on that, you know, pace of trying to learn about new people. It's fun. It's like it's that exciting feeling of, "Oh my gosh, I don't know this person." 
is this someone that like I'm really gonna click with? Like, I think that's always the like fun initial stages of talking. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see what what progresses. Um, I'm I'm open for for anything, and like I said, I'm just keeping my communication wave like on point because Good. if I if I don't, then it's it's just not right to the other person, but it's also not right to myself. So. Right now, like I said, dipping my feet in the water, trying to see what's good. And, you know, that's that's what's going on. But I uh, want to ask you or talk to you about, um, you know, a few different topics tonight. We got a nice list of topics tonight, so I'm really excited to get into it. Let's and go. the first topic that we're going to be discussing tonight is pretty important. I think a lot of people should should know about it or hear about it. Scared to be alone and people forcing relationships because they're scared to be alone. Have you ever had that experience before in your life? Do you know anybody that you were close with that kind of had that experience? Yeah, actually, um, one thought that comes to mind, one experience actually was with a good friend and she and I would have these conversations where she was almost basically admitting that she was with her boyfriend because she was afraid to be alone or afraid she wasn't going to find someone else better and I would ask her like does he like is he exciting do you feel that spark like is this somebody that you feel like you're going on adventures with every day or you're excited to talk to or wake up and text like just different you know different things like that that you really feel like you need in a relationship to keep it exciting and she would tell me that she felt bored but she had met so many sucky people in the world and sucky people that she had talked to that she was just like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm just going to stay with this. And she's still in the relationship actually. But the fact that she didn't want to be alone or had that fear that she was going to be alone. And so she stayed with somebody that she felt was boring, like still baffles me. And at the time I was just like, I, I can't do that. Like, I can't, I can't imagine staying in a relationship because I'm afraid to be alone. That's just not me. I just can't imagine, like, wasting my time. Like, yeah. time, like, you could be taking that time to better yourself. Better yourself mentally, physically, spiritually, everything. Right. And instead, you're just forcing something that, in the long run, you're not even going to want. So, like, I don't understand why people do that, you know? Sometimes you have to be alone. I think a lot of people don't understand that. Sometimes you have to be alone. You have to learn how to be alone. Yeah. Um, instead of trying to force a relationship to try and make it work because you want somebody there by your side. Sometimes you're the only person that's good for you. No, I get that. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. I know several people that have, you know, maybe moved on from a relationship. Like from a two-year relationship have moved on in like a matter of days or weeks and it's just like and they're still in that relationship and my question is is like you know do you really love like like that person love that person um i use love as a loosely term i think that you shouldn't be throwing that term out but like it takes me months before i'm saying i love you to someone months gosh uh you know sheesh i mean i agree months definitely but yeah you know i i don't understand why People feel the need that, like, if they're alone, it's going to be the end of the world. I think they bring up a valid point because I know so many people, so many people when I was in college, they would just jump to the next relationship. So you'd be sitting there 
and you'd be like, oh, I heard so-and-so broke up with so-and-so, and then, like, two weeks later, you're like, oh, they're dating somebody, or they were with somebody else because they were trying to, like, transition to the next person. You're just like, what the heck were you doing? Yeah, and, the, like, I question, like, how do you go from a two-year relationship, if you really, really like that person, or you even love the person, how do you just jump into something new and you're already, like, yeah. lovey-dovey with the person and stuff? You know, unless you already had it planted in your mind that you were trying to leave. That's the thing. Like, I think a lot of people have moved on emotionally and they're just like, all right, here's the next relationship because I don't want to be alone. But like, you know what? I will say it is hard when you think about it, when you think about any relationship. The first thought that comes to mind is, dang, do I really want to do this? You know, I might feel like... I am going to be on my own again. And if you've been in a relationship for a very long time, that idea of being alone is kind of scary because you're relearning how you were before, which which is a good thing yeah. because you should be an independent person. But I, I know people who, and even myself, like I was a bit scared. But it, you just got to take that blind leap of faith sometimes if it's not right. The blind leap of faith is very important. You know, I, I would rather, I always tell myself, you know, I'd rather be alone than have a bunch of fake people looking at me or hanging out with me and stuff yeah. like that. And like, you know, I say that more with, with friendships, but like, as far as relationships, I'd rather be alone than for something that I know is not going to work out in the end yeah. while I'm kind of trapped in that relationship, which brings me to ask you this, you know, what, what happens? Like, have you ever felt trapped in something before? Yeah, but that's because of my own person. Like, that's my personality. Uh-huh. Because it's not necessarily that I'm I'm feeling trapped, like, oh, my God, I can't get out of this. It's more so I feel trapped because I am so afraid of failure. Like, I do not want to fail. And I will feel trapped in a relationship because I don't want to be the individual who goes around to my friends saying it didn't work out. Because to me, it feels like I failed because I picked the wrong person or... Maybe I didn't do something right, or maybe I didn't stand up for a certain thing. And just with my own mindset, it's just, like, so hard to overcome that hurdle within me. So then I, I get this idea of, like, I should stick it out, I should keep trying, and then that's when you're just, like, trapped in a corner, like, okay, how do I approach this now? I get so much anxiety with that. Like... It's it's only happened uh, to me one time, and I think a lot of it with the anxiety as well just kind of builds up to like, oh my gosh, like, you know, what if there's nobody, you know, better or like, how do I end this without hurting the person's feel? So many reasons for being in that trapped mindset and like, you shouldn't have to feel like you're trapped in something, you know, it sucks when you hurt somebody's feelings, but I, and this is something that I need to personally grow with, which I think I have at this point because I'm talking about stuff that was like already three, four years ago. Yeah. But you just can't be afraid to take that leap of faith. Right. And also, you know, it just ties in with sometimes you just got to figure yourself out and be alone and, and doing that will, you know, help you feel like I've definitely gotten out of a relationship before where I've just been like, thank God. Like, and that sucks to say, but like, it's true. Like I I've been like, wow, like, thank you. Like I really felt like kind of trapped and 
it's just difficult sometimes to deal with that that anxious feeling like oh my gosh like what if there's nobody better what if i can't find anybody how am i going to deal with being alone and all this other stuff so it sucks when you have that trap feeling i you know and you bring up a point it's something that i i struggle with and i don't struggle with but i also i think it's important to find yourself and that's why it's so important to be alone because a lot of times when you date somebody this can happen and this has happened to a lot of people you lose your identity and you guys become one identity and and like that doesn't happen in every relationship but like there's a lot of relationships that i know where you become so and so and so and so it's no longer like just like rachel or just scott it's rachel and scott and that's like that's great to happen but sometimes you start to like take on that person's personality that you're significant other and being alone you get that time to really sit there and think like this is who I am, this is who I want to be, and in a relationship, this is what I want, and this is, like, who I want to be in the relationship. Yeah, I, I just, you know, it. I wish I had some, you know, a, a clear vision on, on being trapped. You know, I haven't been in that situation for a while, but I think a lot of that is because I've taken the time to kind of find myself and also uh, take the time to really get to know somebody before I jump into something. So... That's why I don't understand how some of these people, they jump right into relationship, relationship, because then it's like, well, what happens if like you wake up one day and it's like, oh God, like, why am I jumping? And why am I in this right now? It just hurts yourself and it hurts the other person too. See, for me, it's a little more, it's a little newer because I had just gone out of a relationship and I'm rediscovering who I am again. And that's something that's so important because I did feel a bit trapped because I was, I was sitting there like. I don't want to give this up. I don't want to fail. But I also don't know what it's going to be like afterwards. And I sat there and now it's time for me to be on my own and reinvent myself. And, like, I bring up this dude or whatever. But I I really do like being independent. I really do like having my own personality. I like taking blind leaps of faith to understand who I am and who I want to be. Yeah, I, I think that's I think, important. Yeah, I think it's important for everybody. I think that's very important. I think that, you know, it's just, oh, dude, that, that trap feeling, like, when I'm thinking about it, it just, it's such a, such a scary feeling. It is, because you lay in bed at night, and you look over the ceiling, and you're like, what do I do, or how do I get how out do of it? How do I get that? out of it, yeah. I've, I've, I've been there, and I've thought that many times, and honestly, if you are thinking like that, you know, that's I think it all just, red flag. it is a big red, red flag. And, like, I just think that you really need to distinguish to yourself what you actually want out of everything if you're, if you're thinking that way. Yeah. You should never have to feel trapped in something. If you're feeling trapped in something, that means that you got to somehow find a way to pull yourself together and yeah. tell the person that it's should, really not working out. Yeah, I agree. You should be excited and loving every minute of it not feeling like you're trapped absolutely so red flags that's definitely a red flag and i have to ask you like what are certain red flags to you in a relationship in general yeah oh god if he doesn't okay so we're gonna start from the beginning like and like we'll bounce off of this one okay. talking stage let's start with the talking okay stage. for me in the talking stage, if they are talking about just themselves and they're not asking me any questions and I'm asking them questions like, oh, how's your day? Or 
oh, like, this is just a stupid question. Like, oh, what's your favorite movie? And they respond, like, oh, Forrest Gump. And then, like, do- like doesn't ask you, doesn't follow up with a question. Like, that's when I'm sitting there thinking, like, red flag. Are they really that interested? Are they trying to get over somebody? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the game here? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. Anybody that sends me, like, answers like that, I'm kind of just like, or all right. Or one-word answers. Oh, it yeah, drives one- me crazy. Crazy. The thing is, though, is that some people are just really not good at texting. And I'm going to be honest, like, from what it seems like, at least from my experiences, I've had experiences this past week where, like, you know, or the last, you know, two weeks. Yeah. Am I, like, doing something wrong because I'm asking you about yourself? Like, yeah. I've, I've gotten blocked, I think, twice oh, now God. by people. One of them, I think, was a bot. And by bot, I mean, like, it wasn't a real person. It was just whatever's going on. And then the second one was an actual real person. And my favorite thing was is, like, I saw this person. We are in, like, the same kind of Facebook group. And she commented on something that was talking about, like, you know, show, like, a picture of yourself and say where you're from and stuff. It's for, like, a dating thing. Mm -hmm. And I just remember looking at it. I looked at it last night and I was just, like... What what did I do like wrong? Like what was the red flag that like made you be like, "All right, what did I tell you what I did? Was that the red flag like what that I do girls for a living?" Just get so scared, they don't know how to deal with it. I don't understand that, but you know, it's it, also a maturity thing. Yeah, it's definitely a maturity thing, but I just want to know like what, what on happened? earth that I said yeah. that made this girl be like, I "All right, really, I got to block this guy." Even from like my perspective as a female, I don't understand what happened there. All I can think is like she was a little immature and she was just like I don't know what to say um I don't know if I'm really into him so I'm just gonna block him so I don't have to deal with it yeah I think another red flag for me is like still in the talking you know phase when they're talking about their previous relationship too much oh I had a guy let me tell you tinder back in freshman year of college tinder is the worst it is. I feel like Tinder a lot of times, and I was actually talking to a coworker now. Uh, keep in mind, this man is engaged after eight months on a Tinder date. That's crazy. I think they actually got engaged like six or seven months. It's okay, but it seems crazy. But that's not me saying that anybody out there that like meets somebody in eight months falls in love and like, I mean wants to marry them like that's your own own ordeal. Yeah. But like for me. Th- I just personally wouldn't do that. I don't think eight months is a long only, enough time. The only thing is, is uh, I think it was, I think it was actually seven months. He finally told us he was, he was telling us how he was so lonely and he was happy he finally met somebody. I was like, oh boy, I hope this is not you just being lonely. Anyway, that aside, Tinder is something. But I went on this Tinder date with a guy, and he was really sweet. Like I thought it went really well. We're texting afterwards. This is like two weeks after, like. Two weeks of us texting, maybe even a little less. He's telling me how, like, he's upset over his ex-girlfriend. And he was, like, talking to her still and, like, trying to comfort her. I'm sitting there, like... He's hitting you up, right? He's he's texting me about it. I'm, like, um, I'm guessing that, like, you're not over her. Right. <laughs> Why are you telling me this? We literally went on a date. And, like, he was being sweet and everything before that. But I was, like, hmm. <laughs> real big red flag there yeah another red flag for me is probably um you know i i if you are talking to somebody but like they're really trying to step into like the relationship game like way too quickly yeah i'm just like yo like slow the roll like i'm trying to actually get to know you 
Like, I was in a situation where, like, this person, like, wanted to, you know, do some stuff in in certain ways. And, like, I had just met them. And I was just like, yo, like, chill. Like, I literally just met you. And if I'm, like, trying there's – there's a fine line and a difference between, like, all right, I'm just trying to hook up with you. And then there's a fine line of, like, okay, like, if we've been talking for a little bit and trying to, like, get to know each other, then that's – we're past, like, the one-night – ordeals so like i'm not just gonna come over and and bang you like so it was way it was way past the one night things plus i don't even like one night things because when i do that type of ordeal it's more sentimental to me so again i'm not gonna do that when i first meet you either so like i I don't that that was a big kind of oh gosh moment for me i was just like all right yeah i gotta i gotta get out of the situation yeah um but yeah, there's so many different red flags. Everybody has their own sort of ordeals and stuff. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, another red flag for me is somebody that won't let me uh, or that somebody that makes me feel bad because, like, I'm really close with my family and they're not. No, that's not okay. A big red flag for me, too, is, um, oh, God, I just lost it. It was when they start asking you to spend more time with them or they start getting jealous of you hanging out with your friends yes when they are just like i feel like you're not hanging out with me enough or if they're jealous when they when you talk about like a guy friend like let's say you've been friends with a guy for like years and they're like well i don't think you should talk to them yeah like a friend of the opposite gender that's that's good yeah no i think a big red flag is somebody that's like taking your phone and like looking through it and stuff they don't and this is like in the talking phase this isn't even just the dating phase this can be in the talking phase like i'm sorry but like if you and i are just talking go talk to whoever you want to talk to just because you're talking to another dude doesn't mean i'm gonna be like yeah doesn't mean i'm gonna think to myself oh well all right this this thing's over this girl's talking to this other dude like yeah i gotta kind of get out of it like no go talk to whoever you want to talk to we are literally in the talking phase no i've had i've i've had a guy once who was like oh who's so-and-so and i'm like uh who cares my friend yeah <laughs> so so crazy but um but yeah which which also like you know red flags are very important because they basically make or break like if you meet somebody for the first time red flags make or break the relationship oh, they really do but um you know what about people deleting messages before they send Stop. them? Oh, that's literally me. That's me to a T. I am notorious for, like, I will type out, like, these cute messages. Or I'll type out, like, these messages where it'll be, like, simple. It'll be something so simple. And then I'll sit there and I'll think, like, for five minutes, I'll be staring at this, like, typed out message. And I'll even cut and copy and paste it. Or, like, sometimes I'll put it in notes and draft it. Okay, I sound psychotic, but I promise I'm not psychotic. Do all girls do this? I don't know. I know <laughs> I know when it's, like, a serious message. Like, my friends and I have all, like, we've, we've, we've used the notepad before where we sit there and type it out in notes. But this is, like, a serious, like, topic okay. that we're going to discuss with, like, a, a guy or something. Okay. But I will sit there in my messages and, like, craft. Like, this is, like, an essay as as if I'm in college trying to craft the best response possible. And I'll delete it. Like, I'll say something silly. Like, I want to say something super silly to the person. And then I sit there and I'm like, what if they don't get it? What if they think I'm stupid? So then I'll delete it. Or sometimes, like, I'll, I'll want to be mushy. Or sometimes I'll 
<laughs> I want to bring up something like I, I'm wondering about, and then I'll just be like, I can't do it, and then I delete it, and then it never is brought up. Yeah, I watched this uh, short film, and it was actually this was a beautiful short film. Okay, mm-hmm. it was about like a guy that was reminiscing on his past relationship, and it was he, the the visuals like the the video was him kind of in his own mind and at the end of the video uh well during the video it talks about how like he misses his ex or whatever and it's actually funny because towards the end of the video it shows him at his computer typing out the entire thing that was basically being a voiceover for this entire b-roll and then at the end of the video he just deletes everything that he wrote and i really i felt that from like a huge like deep level because like think about that like how many times have you ever like seen somebody that like you used to talk to or something and you just like want to say something but then you're just like you know i can't say that why would i want to say that or like what what if i do say that will the person like respond how will they respond i'm not gonna lie yeah i'm not gonna lie to you i um i looked over old messages with somebody this was you know a year or two ago yeah And I read some messages that kind of hit me and I was like getting ready to like say something to them and then I deleted it and I was just like, I shouldn't say anything. It's just not, you know, worth it. You were going to send something recently? This was like a year ago or so. I was looking over messages that were from two years before that and I was like looking at them and I, it made me be like, it made me say to myself like, oh, I should probably, like, I should hit this person up because like I want to see how they're doing or like, you know, these messages are so warm and nice. Like this person you know was a really nice person yeah but i ended up not saying anything because do you regret it no not at all i i think that when you look at messages and you see somebody showing you some type of affection and it was an affection that you really cared for Mm -hmm. in the past then it's a different story like you know what i mean yeah but in this case i'm I'm happy i didn't say anything there was no need to say anything and i've tried to say i actually you know i think it's important to realize that like hit the brakes like before you really send something that maybe you don't want to send yep. it'll just help you in the long run um but yeah have <laughs> have you ever had this happen to you where <laughs> somebody know. somebody asks you yo do you want to add me on snap and you say yes and so you snap them once and then they don't respond to you actually i've never had that i but <laughs> I will have somebody who's like, add me on Snap, and I'll add them on Snap, and then I'll respond, and then we'll just send pictures of our face back and forth, and then I just get bored, so then sometimes I won't respond, sometimes they won't respond, and then it's just, like, dead. But also, you know I am so bad with Snap. Now I've had it happen with text more, actually. Like, someone will be like, oh, here's my number, let's text, and then it's dead. It's, like, almost immediately dead, and I'm like, so what were you hoping to accomplish here? Yeah, I mean, so <laughs> recently. Yeah, I'm curious about this one with you. Recently, I had somebody. You live on the Snap. Sometimes. I do live on Snap. Snap is like my number one go to. But, like, I'll never. I can't stand when people are like, yo, like, add me on Snap. Especially females. So I'll add them. And then we'll Snap. And then they, like, won't respond. Like, why did you ad- ask me to add you in the first place if you're so bad at snapping? Well, that's or if you didn't want to snap in the first place. That's my thing. Like, bro, if you're going to be the one who initiates it, why aren't you going to carry on with it? 
Also important to know, Scott is like social media guru over here, so he's like Instagram, Snapchat, all that. I am like the grandma when it comes to that. So like, <laughs> I'm probably using Facebook more than anything, and I'm super bad at texting too. So like, if you want to reach me, you might as well send like smoke signals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know. Like with me, like Snapchat to me, it's easier to do. Um, if you're in, you know, a situation where you have to be quick, but you want to respond to the person, there's a lot of times where I won't text back and I'll snap back the person just because I'm either doing something that doesn't allow me to text. Sometimes I'll get in a mood where I'll just send voice messages because I don't even feel like typing stuff out. But like, nah, Snapchat to me is like golden because like all you have to do is like you're still engaging in some sort of way to you know, interact with that person, but you don't have to type out messages. You don't have to ask Honestly, a million questions. Nice. Yeah. Um, and you can see if it's open or not. Yeah. Not everybody has red receipts on. Yeah, but I can't stand when people just leave me on open. Like, I asked this person uh, recently if I could add them on Snap. Just harmless. Like, I was just, like, talking to them. Like, we were, like, being friendly and stuff. Yeah. I added them on Snap, and, like, <laughs> we snapped a few times and haven't snapped since because, I like, I got left on open. And I'm just, like... Snapchat is an app where literally, like, all you have to do is snap back your picture. I'm not expecting you to put words in the snaps all the time. Yeah. I'm not expecting you to have a Honestly, conversation. Snapchat feels like you're just sending your face half the time. Right. I'm not expecting anybody to have a full-on conversation with me while sending pictures, even though it happens. But I'm not expecting that to freaking happen. So when that person did that to me, I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you fucking idiot. But... Nah, I just, you know, it's great. It's a great feeling when somebody's like, yo, like, add me on Snap. I'm like, fuck yeah, I get to see what this person looks like and, sh- and I know, stuff. you can figure out if they're a catfish or not. Yeah, which brings me to my next, <laughs> my next situation that oh, happened this week. God. <laughs> oh, my Were God. Were you catfish? Dude, Do so, I need to call Neve? Yeah, yeah, you do. So, listen to this. So, like, I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily catfished, but, like, I... About to start our next podcast. So, so yeah, somebody added me on snap randomly and i was okay, like i've been right. getting those randoms too yeah but here's the thing their snap score was 100 so i knew i was like all right right away i was like all right this has got to be somebody that's a bot yeah they snapped me a picture of themselves and i was like okay can't be a bot if you're snapping me like young? a picture of yourself yeah they were pretty young to be honest with you there's so much technology out there though that like oh i know people could do people could find a way to figure out anything or do whatever they want so this person starts snapping we're snapping back and forth and she's like asking me to like you know sn- like snap or like videos of like me so just kind of chilling pictures of herself with snap just twice okay just twice with captions on them yes okay but then when i was like she said like send a video of you like waving high or something like that so i i did it was kind of weird and then i told her to do the same thing back wouldn't send me a video back yeah i was like what in the f-? so like i wouldn't say i was catfished but i'm just like what why are you asking me to send a video of me waving hello and then when i tell you to do the same thing you don't do it back i've been getting these random guys adding me and they'll send like hey and i'll respond hey because i'm curious and then nothing nothing and then they're bots it's creepy i'm like snap what's going on this is this is the best thing that happened to me. Oh, this happened yesterday. Can't wait for this. So a random per- so again, a bunch of randomness going on. This random girl hits me up on Facebook 
And I'm not going to lie. I'm like an instigator slash entertainer. So I'm going to entertain the situation until like, I'm just like, all right. So that's what I did with this girl. I, I eventually unadded her on snap. I remember the time we read the dance and then someone called you on. Right. And I kept, oh, right. God, and I kept entertaining it. Right. Yeah. So this girl adds me on Facebook and I'm like weirded out. Cause Facebook, like, all right, she's in like a military uniform. So I was like, all right, like this person what? can't be fake. At least I, I thought. And so she messages me. She goes, hey, I just want to let you know, like, I was randomly, like, looking through my suggested friends and, like, you popped up and, like, you know, what's, what's good? Like, where are you from? All this stuff. And I'm, like, talking. I'm, like, entertaining the bot. And uh, <laughs> she's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm from, you know, Frankfurt, Germany or whatever. But I, like, moved uh, to New York City because I'm, like, doing stuff with, like, the military and, like, stuff trying to keep a peace treaty between like the United States and Syria and like all this interesting stuff, all this interesting stuff. And I'm like, and she's like our age. It looked like it. So I'm like looking at her friends. They're all like letters, symbols, numbers, all like Arabic names, all in Arabic. Oh, okay. So I was like, all right, this is very interesting. So I was like, some hacker just wants to like entertain I've been me. Arab guys requesting me too. We must be on like the same, same wavelength or something. or something. I don't know what's going on here. So I don't she, accept them though. Yeah. So she chats me. Normally, I don't either. So I was, like, really shocked at myself that I did this yesterday. But I accepted it. So, like, we're talking. She goes, you know, you're a really handsome guy. Like, all this stuff. Um, she was like, I just want to let – I was just curious. Like, are you married? Are you in a relationship? I literally chatted back. And I was just like, if I was married, why would I be talking to you right now? Like, obviously, people – obviously, people do that in when in their marriages when they're, like, unhappy and stuff. But, like – I would never do that, one. And two, if I was married, would I be telling you, like, would I be talking to you? Like, what? It makes it no... Add up. It does not add up. And then it gets better. So then after all this occurs, she hits me back with another message saying that, like, I'm really cute and, like, all this stuff. Delete, unsends the message. I didn't send anything back right away because I was, doing, I was, like, eating dinner. I go back to look at my phone, unsends all the messages, blocks me. You can unsend them? Yeah, you can unsend messages, which is actually, like, the best thing ever uh, for people that are trying to send DMs. Just a little fun fact. If you want to send somebody a DM and then you're like, oh, shit, I should, probably shouldn't have sent on the I'm DM. i screenshot some of those because I have some golden DMs on Facebook. Yeah, well, for, for DM, well, I think because she blocked me, the messages all deleted. But on yeah. Instagram, if you DM a girl on Instagram or you DM a guy on Instagram and then you're like, fuck, like, I shouldn't have done that. You can literally unsend it and, like... They'll You're never golden. See it. They'll never see it. They might get a notification saying that something was unsent, yeah. but like I don't know that for sure because I've never unsent that. anything. But yeah, I would rather that as well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, very interesting stories. Very random um, with these with these women, dude. I I don't understand. And like like you said, like people of like different countries and stuff. It's it's just really amazing. We're all different. Yeah. So something else has also been recently going on. I've been seeing a lot of people. That are my age, or our age, I should say, moving in together already. Oh, yeah. I have so many, I lose count. Like, I literally have pretty much my whole office at work has moved on with their significant other. But like, at 22? Not, not married. Uh, yeah. I'm going to three weddings, and they are currently all moved in together. And one person's 21, the other person's 24, and then the other person is 20, 23. Yup. <laughs> Do you think that you would be ready to move in with somebody right now? 
I am very strongly opinionated on this topic because personally, I don't think I could. Like, I... I, I know I can't. You can? I can't. Oh, you can't? I know I can't. I don't think I could because for me, I'm still old-fashioned in some ways where I'm like, I want to look forward to living with that person one day, but I want to enjoy my independence beforehand. And, like, the thing is, is I can see where people are coming from. Like, yes, it's more conducive to saving money. You can actually save up and combine your money to, like, you know, buy a townhome together. Like, financially, it makes sense. And then, obviously, like, you get to spend your time with them. But for me, it's like, I could spend my time, like, the rest of my life with them. So I'd rather have my place to go to, and then they have their place to go to, and then we can meet up and, like, date. And it's not so much of, like, we're already playing house together like i know somebody that's in a relationship with with somebody that they've been in a relationship for a year okay they're already engaged they've been in a relationship for a year they just met each other this year they're engaged and they're living together right now yeah that sounds about right that's literally the guy at work today he moved in with this girl like i want to say three to four months after they met um and they're like they're dating and then proposed like month seven and i'm just like Oh, God. And by all means, like, I'm not judging anybody that does this, but what I'm saying is, is, like, as a 22-year-old and, like, almost 23-year-old, as well as you being 23 years old right now, yeah, I just feel like there's so much time to be able to, like, you have time to be able do, to get engaged and, like, move in together. Now, you know, if you've been together for, like, five years, you've been together since high school, you make sense. it through college, yes, it makes sense that you're living together, but... Meeting just a year ago, and, like, now you're already engaged, and now you're living together. Yeah. I just don't... I mean, again, financially, it makes sense. Um, For me, like you said, it's just not as exciting then when you finally get married. It's like, okay, we've been living together the whole time, but we're married now. Yeah, I just... I don't know. When I think about that, I'm just like, wow, would I really want to, like, live with a girlfriend? Like, if I were to have a girlfriend, would I want to live with my girlfriend right now? Like, it is nice, I guess, going home to somebody, cooking with somebody, living life with somebody. But I don't want that yet. Like, we're 22. I know. No, I know. That's... We can do that at 27, 28 years old. We don't no, okay. 22. Well, that's why I'm, like, sitting here not rushing anything trying I, to enjoy life i need to know if other people agree i would love to hear feedback on this topic so if you if anybody listening could give me some feedback like freaking dm me on instagram or like snap me if you have my snapchat i really want to know people's opinions on this because when i hear about like a friend of mine that's engaged after only knowing somebody for one year i i, I question that that motive. makes me anxious thinking about it it doesn't even make me anxious it's just like why would you want to do that to yourself you're basically taking away all your freedom. I know people have been dating for like five years and still aren't engaged. That's what I'm saying. Because they're playing the right way. They're yeah. they are strategizing the right route. Yeah. Which also makes me ask this question. When have you ever been in a situation where like you are so excited to like tell your friends about like that person that you're talking to or like the person that you met? Yeah. And then they kind of are just like, all right, like you, this isn't going to work out or like this person is like this. It could be friends, family, any, anybody that basically kind of takes your excitement when you finally talk to somebody and it's just like, yeah, like, you know, think about this, think about this, think about that. And like, you're just like, wow, I really do have to think about this, think about that. And it just like, it kind of just kills your excitement. I've had that. And even with the guy right now, like. 
my my best friend is brutally honest in a good way like they do they she brings me down to uh reality and when i'm sitting there thinking like oh this is great this is gonna happen she does pop in like you know you really got to think about the logistics like they want to do this and they might not be here and it helps and even um it helps but doesn't it it's kind of discouraging in a way it is discouraging but there's a difference and there's a fine line between bringing a person down and bringing them down to reality i think for me i've never had anyone bring me down but i've had people bring me down to reality and it it is sad because i just i would love to live in a blissful world of like everything's gonna work out perfect but i also don't want to get hurt you know, I think about it though. Maybe it, maybe every. I mean, like I've had. I've never been down like you, like you were, or like you said. Sorry, like you said. But like, I think that's a definitely good way to put it. Kind of bring you back down to reality. Yeah. Seeing it all goes about like the outside perspective stuff that we were talking about on the last episode. Like, you- maybe that's really what it kind of is. Maybe it's discouraging because like you really want things to work out, but sometimes reality just kind of. Right. has to set in and that's a sucky part it's like you and I, I am somebody who will sit there and plan out the whole thing in my head like what's gonna happen next who's gonna end up where like everything's gonna like it's my perfect fantasy of how everything's gonna play out right and then sometimes I need my my friends even my friends from work like I go on a walk with this one girl every day and we talk about our boy issues and she'll pull me back down and like she'll say look you know i've been through the same thing you just got to remember this this and this like you got to remember that distance is hard you got to remember that this is hard what about if you're in the situation or scenario where you like a guy maybe this hasn't happened to you but like they end up having a girlfriend that's not obviously you and like your friend is just like dude it's never gonna work because like they're in a relationship has that ever happened to you so, I've never liked a guy who's been in a relationship, so no. But I know it's happened to you, right? Um, it it has, but not like that. I wasn't like I I wasn't discouraged. I actually respected it because of how long the relationship was. Mm-hmm. Now, ex- <laughs> respecting it went to a certain extent. Did it? It did because we obviously ended up doing stuff together and talking for a short period of time. But at first, that wasn't my mindset. My mindset changed when this person pulled me in and started making out with me. And I was like, yo, like, you sure you want to do that? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, all right. So, like, it's not that. It was more just like, okay, this person has a boyfriend. Oh, well. I'll just, you know, that sucks for me. But, like, it's not the end of the world. (laughs) So, it hasn't happened to me, but it's happened to me in some sort of way. But, um, no, nobody's ever been like, you know, Scott, like, you shouldn't be with this person. Um, maybe after I was already with the person, but not, never before did I go up to somebody and was like, dude, I'm going to talk to this girl. And they've never been like, all right, bro, like, relax, like, you know, she's this, she's that. And that's, that goes, you know, into another thing. Like, do you let people dictate your opinions on, on somebody? Like, will it ever kind of play in your mind? Like, okay, maybe this person, like, Maybe there is something about this person that I don't know yet. Sometimes. Yeah. Because I am somebody who goes into something blindly. Like, I will sit there and ignore the warning signs, and I'll just be like, 
oh things are great so then i have to actually depend like i feel like i'm going in blind like i have the blinders on and like my friends are on the other side saying like you gotta watch out for this and you gotta remember that so then that's when i definitely need to rely on people to be like you should probably watch out for that i mean granted i probably won't listen and then later on i'll be like oh yeah you were right but i i do depend on them for some things i was about to say i i definitely try not to rely on other people's opinions on people because you know with me with me and you let's just this is a good example so like we worked together over the summer anybody that worked with me the previous summer before you got there since i had worked there a previous summer before you could have been like yo rachel like stop talking to scott like he's a fucking dick like he sucks like all this stuff so like you know what i mean like everybody's opinion yeah no i try not to let it shape my opinion of others oh so like when i say opinions i mean you're i know what you were talking about i know where you were getting at but i'm just saying like as far as like opinions on like no i give everybody the benefit of the doubt yeah but um i i mean look like just because things didn't work out with somebody there's so many people that will be like oh well like this guy's a dick or this guy's an asshole because it didn't work out with them and they're still yeah, bitter about it meant for somebody else right but the other person that's telling you that doesn't see that necessarily yep. they kind of just are like you know fuck him or fuck her because and you're just like all right thanks that yeah really, really helps me out right but uh but yeah no it's it's definitely interesting how that works out sometimes so but once again very nice episode very nice topics uh like i said i really am curious about everybody's kind of move-in opinions as far as like how old you should be to move in with your significant other yeah um whether you believe that you could do it you know within knowing the person of a year or like you know if you want if you would do it later down the road i'm really curious so if you could let me know how how you feel about that that would be great but um until next time This is Scott. This is Rachel. Signing off. See you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening. Sometimes you have to be alone. You have to learn how to be alone. Yeah. Um, Instead of trying to force a relationship to try and make it work because you want somebody there by your side. Sometimes you're the only person that's good for you. We interrupt your program for the following sponsor. This episode of the In the Fields is sponsored by Against the Current Ministries. Against the Current is a therapeutic counseling business that just started their own podcast, combining spiritual and relational tips in order to help you when you are feeling anxious or down. If you or anyone you know has anxiety and depression, this podcast is for you. Go to Apple Podcasts and type in Against the Current and start listening today. Thank you.